expect Zach to play tomorrow in his basically his first bowl game? Perfectly. <laughs> Low snap, Wilson pulls it up from his knees. Guns it on the down and in to Dylan Colley. Touchdown, Cougars. Touchdown run last time down for BYU. Zach goes deep down the far sideline. He's got a man, and it is caught by Olivahipo. 25, 20, 50, 10, he's going in. Touchdown, Olivahipo. Shotgun snap, Zach, a sprint right. Looking to throw on the run. Pulls it down, steps away, guns it for the end zone. Another touchdown. It is a catch for the Cougars. And BYU expands the lead with Dax Milne in the end zone. Zach Wilson's fourth touchdown pass of the day. The passer rating continues to skyrocket. And he's now 18 for 18. And BYU has put this one to bed. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How do you like them potatoes? BYU Sports Nation is live, our Christmas Eve special in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, December 24th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. We're live, baby. Let's go. Happy holidays. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who found a Christmas sweater that combined Sharknado and the holiday season, Jerem Jordan. Here we are. I'll, I'll even stand up a little bit. Yeah, sharks, baby. And these ain't no baby sharks. Do 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 do. I'm pumped, man. What a uh, what a great weekend. What a great day. Christmas Eve. Hopefully, everyone's having a great time and uh, getting ready for Christmas tomorrow. Programming note: We are off tomorrow and Wednesday, but the show will be back on Thursday. Where in the world did you find that sweater? Don't worry about it, man. At least it's here. <laughs> Don't worry about the means. Sharks with scarves in their mouths and presents. Yeah. Oh, and then the reindeer right on top. What yeah, I, I don't even know what all is on this. So, yeah, I'm, I didn't know there were reindeer. <laughs> there, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> Discovering, learning every day. Presence plenty in today's show lineup. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on what the future of BYU football looks like with Zach Wilson at quarterback and his way-too-early projection for the first four games of the 2019 it's, season. It's not too early. It's perfect. Season's over. Let's go. 2019, moving on. Our final going-for-two recap in 30 minutes and hear from the offensive and defensive MVPs in 40 minutes what they said to me in Boise post-game. Plus, Jerem. Spuddy Buddy returns bigger and better than ever. There he is. Uh, you got a brand new one from the uh, from the head of the famous Idaho Potato. Shout out to Frank Muir, president, CEO of the Idaho Potato Commission. He has two yeah. degrees from BYU. He sought me out and said, I want you to have this Spuddy Buddy, and I want you to utilize it to give Jerem a hard time. So there you go. Let me see this thing. <laughs> Is this like Spuddy's dad? This thing's much larger. Yes. It even has a tag on it. Look so at that. That's Spuddy Buddy Sr. Yes. That you are holding right now. Is he retired? We've had Spuddy Buddy Jr. in Studio yeah. B. He's got these little legs. He's got to hit the weight room, man. He skipped legs there a lot. Hey. Welcome, my a friend. A lot. I think we need to embrace him after the potato bowl, Jerem. It was a good experience for everybody, right? I think you need to reconcile with Spuddy. Well, it's too closely associated with Boise State. That's my issue. It's not with the bowl game. The bowl game's fine. It's great. It's Boise State in that blue turf. That's the issue, Spencer. I have no issue with the bowl game itself. <laughs> or the potatoes. Oh, I was born outside so Boise. Good. I'm a spud. I love potatoes. I'll say this. Go Tigers. Here are your Christmas Eve BYU Sports Nation headlines. Go Tigers. <laughs> 
BYU football rolls against Western Michigan 49-18 in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, tying a season high for points. Thanks to a 28-point explosion in the third quarter. Plentiful potatoes and perfection from Zach Wilson, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Zach Wilson was a perfect 18 for 18 in the bowling, setting the following records, and perhaps there were more. The BYU consecutive completion record, that was previously 14. The FBS most completed passes in a perfect passing game as a team, because Tanner Mangum keeps that going, 19 for 19. And the second most completions in a row in a bowl game ever. I have all of this as unbelievable and excellent. He would have broken the BYU record for completion percentage. And if you say minimum 18 attempts, he's probably the record holder. But BYU keeps it at minimum 20. It was Steve Sarkeesian in the 1995 finale, 31-34 against Fresno State. So he set all kinds of records. Go ahead and just drop that down to an 18 attempt minimum. Let's make it 18. Just paging up. Let's go ahead and change that. Just go down to 18 in that one. Then we're good. All good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Zach's 18 for 18 for 317 yards and four touchdowns. Highlight an offensive juggernaut performance for BYU. And on the defensive side, Jerem, how about Sione Taki Taki? 19 tackles. The Cougars outscored the Broncos 42 to 8 in the second half. BYU finishes the season 7-6. and six. Much more to come. Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams led the Green Bay Packers in a comeback overtime win over the Jets. Williams had a career day. 15 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Great touchdown. Six catches for 61 yards as well. BYU men's basketball lost at San Diego State 90-81. TJ Haas led the Cougars in scoring with 18 points, 5 assists. Yoli Childs held to a season-low 11 points and six rebounds. The Cougars now eight and six on the season. Things don't get easier. They finish up non-conference play with a road contest at number 17, Mississippi State, who have won eight in a row. The Bulldogs are 11 and one. That game tips off on Saturday. Cougars have some defensive issues right now. Currently, they've got to figure out. Friday, the women's basketball team completed non-conference play by beating Northern Colorado 70 to 50. Five Cougar players scored in double figures. Brenda Chase, team high 15. Next up, the 8-3 and three Cougars play at Santa Clara to begin West Coast Conference play Saturday, December 29th. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jingle bells. Zach Wilson, perfection. 18 for 18. Four touchdowns, an astronomical, historic Record-breaking passer rating of 321 and a famous Idaho Potato Bowl MVP honor to go along with it. Jerem, what does Zach Wilson's record-breaking performance mean for BYU football moving forward? It was the perfect finish. There's this injection of hope and life into BYU football that BYU needed. BYU was coming off a, a disappointing meltdown against Utah. And then BYU has this tremendous performance in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. This was the perfect game to believe and continue to believe and and grow with Zach Wilson and Riley Burt and this offense and this defense and kind of say goodbye to Sione Takitaki and Dylan Colley. This was awesome. Listen, Wilson's a baller. He's really good. He could be really good. Dylan Colley kind of hyping him up after the game. The question is whether the schedule and time will perhaps stifle this in any way. Because we've seen this before, not 18 for 18, but a tremendous bowl performance from a freshman. 2010, Jay Keeps versus UTEP. 28-point win in a Mountain West Conference venue. Does that sound familiar? 
20, uh, 19 of 24, 264, four touchdowns, no picks. A freshman, Josh Quezada, ran for 100 yards in a touchdown. Cody Hoffman had 137 yards and three TDs. We've seen this kind of thing before. Group 5 team, BYU beats up on him, awesome. We also saw Tanner Mangum have a tremendous freshman season. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson will become Jay Keeps or Tanner Mangum, but Wilson uh, is kind of different to me. I, I think that the schedule's a little harder, but I think he has it. I think he's got something different than Jake Keeps and perhaps even Tanner Mangum kind of didn't have. And that was validated by the last two games because the previous three games weren't eye-popping. Zach Wilson to throw four touchdown passes the previous three. But we have seen this before. I'm excited. It gives me hope. But I'm not handing him, you know, a Heisman finalist, uh, you know, situation quite yet. Yeah, it's not time to do that, although... Hope always springs eternal for all of BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. Now Hope wears blue goggles in the offseason because of what Zach Wilson and BYU's offense did. This is going to create an amazing buildup to the Utah game. <laughs> it already was going to be amazing. Oh, my goodness. Now this just goes next level for <laughs> sure because it's on the heels of a record-breaking performance. And Zach Wilson... Grew up as a Utah fan, and now people are hoping that he can pull off what he almost pulled off in Salt Lake City in November, and that is a win to end the losing streak against the Utes, against the team he grew up rooting for. This is going to be an amazing buildup because of what happened in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I'm just excited that BYU football has an offense again. Yeah, yeah, and it was great. And and remember how I, I I don't want BYU to play in the Mountain West. People think I want that. I don't. But when you play Western Michigan, who's seven and five in a bowl game, and you have that performance, you can do that. Like that can happen. If BYU is playing in a bigger bowl game against a Power Five opponent, he's not going eight for eighteen for eighteen with four touchdowns. So it was fun. It was fun. It's fun to just beat up on somebody sometimes. And and BYU has to go through these gauntlets in September, and that creates a situation where it's it's just kind of tough. So now perhaps this prepares BYU for that a little better than they would have been. I love that Zach Wilson didn't know he was 18 for 18 until somebody on the sideline told him after the fact. And then he's having a conversation with Dylan Colley. And he says to Dylan, I'm 18 for 18. And Dylan's like, no, you're not. No way. He's like, no, no, really, I am. And he's like, Ugh. I thought I had a shot at MVP, but I guess you got it now, bro. Congrats. <laughs> Cody Hoffman had that same situation. I was standing right next to him in 2010 where Jake Keeps has now the, announced the MVP despite three touchdowns and 137. And let's not overlook the fact yeah. that Tyler Algier catches a pass that goes for negative three yards. That, that looked if, like a drop If it early. hits the ground, then he's not perfect. And also Matt Bushman, oh, give me that ball yeah, to awesome. preserve the perfect stat line for awesome. Wilson. Okay, if Zach Wilson was the most impressive thing we saw in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, what was the second most impressive thing? Oh, the third quarter as a whole. Mm. BYU trailed at halftime. It was 10-7. to 7. Weird, right? And it ends in a 49-18 to 18 blowout win. So the third quarter as a whole, yes, the offense was explosive. The defense was really good. Kyrus Tonga had an awesome shutdown inside on third and short. He didn't really play in the first half. Austin Lee had an interception. Sione Takitaki was a man all over the field, all game, as well as in the third quarter, giving BYU the ball back when their offense was rolling the entire third quarter. Like, that's about as perfect a quarter as BYU has played in the last three years. Well, it's the most points BYU's ever scored in in a bowl game quarter. And the previous was 27 against SMU in the Holiday Bowl in the comeback. So that tells you how good that quarter was. To me, it was Sione Takitaki. 
This guy played outside linebacker to start the season. Butch Pau was not effective enough, hurt, mix, I don't know, non-existent. Um, so Sione Takitaki moves to middle linebacker, and he's the man. He is the man. 19 tackles, 9 solo, and a sack. Just domination. Okay, and then and close behind that, Dylan Colley. We had felt like he had underachieved the whole season, okay? Underused, didn't get the ball. All of a sudden, six catches, 124, and two touchdowns. That was so awesome to see him finish like that. It was extremely he, validating yes, for Dylan. Yes, he needed that. We all needed that. It was just great to see him go out on a high note like that. And that's our last taste of Dylan Colley in college. And Sione Takita, I love it. This was as close to a perfect result overall as any BYU football fan could have hoped for. Are you kidding Absolutely. me? Absolutely. 18 for 18 from your true freshman starting quarterback. Breaks a bunch of records doing it. BYU's offense explodes for the first time in years. They have a record-breaking third quarter. Oh, and then Tanner Mangum comes in and throws a dime to Dylan Colley to set up the final touchdown in front of his de facto home crowd in his hometown to close out his career. I love that storyline, too, because Tanner Mangum has given a lot to the program. And, yes, he wasn't as effective the last, you know, two seasons, unfortunately. But he gave us a freshman season that we'll never forget. He gave us Nebraska. He gave us Boise State. Like, I really appreciate what he meant to BYU football. I wish it had ended better for him, uh, but it was certainly an amazing freshman season that we'll always remember. And let's not forget about Riley Burt, the group of five killer at running back. Okay, yeah, he, he's kind of struggled against the power fives, but against group of fives, Riley Burt is the Heisman Trophy winner. Like, <laughs> he, is so, he is so good against the group of fives. And uh, next year, BYU's playing, what, eight of those? Seven of those? So, yeah. It's it, another big day for Riley Burt. It was a great day. You're right. It was as close to being a perfect day as possible, which is awesome. Diane Gawoluku scored a touchdown for crying out yeah, loud. Yeah, that formation against Utah came back and Diane scores. Austin Kafensis flips it back and then Kafensis becomes a blocker and Diane goes in to score a touchdown. I felt like this was offense. 1946 Army versus Navy or something. You know, that was great. Gawoluku was a standout running back at Northridge High School in Layton, Utah. So fun oh, to see him. You happen to also there. go to Northridge. That's that, crazy. That is true. This That'd be weird if true. you just mention your, uh, you know, alma mater in high school a lot. Well, on the sh- oh wait, just uh, taking a step uh, down your path, my friend. Northridge eliminated <laughs> Copper Hills from the state tournament my senior season. Bitter much? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Coates, come on, man. Chase McCormick. Oh. Moving forward, how does BYU's bowl performance change your expectations for next season? Well, now it's this season. It's, oh, it's changed today. Okay. Like Saturday, it's officially is. the next okay. season. It doesn't change a lot. We thought Zach Wilson would, would be uh, improved, would be getting better, would be the man, right? So that doesn't change a lot for me. It's a crazy gauntlet. Let's just remind you. It's awesome, but it's crazy. Utah at Tennessee, USC, and Washington. I think with an offseason of knowing Wilson's the starter, second year of an offensive staff together uh, that appears to remain intact, BYU could go 2-2. Two and two. Sounds amazing. Uh, and call it a good September. That would yes. be a nice result. Oh. Going eight for 18 for 18 and, and uh, throwing four touchdowns doesn't mean you'll win at Tennessee or beat Utah per se, but it gives you hope that maybe BYU will be better than a six- or seven-win team. I say eight would be a tremendous result next season given that schedule, and perhaps eight is the new old ten wins. Does that make sense? I think that's totally fair given the increased difficulty 
of the schedule. And you talked about your reformatted expectations last week, given that BYU is playing a gauntlet of a schedule year in and year out as an independent. I'm still at six to seven wins in terms of what I expect next season, but I expect a more exciting brand of football and offense. So you expect more like the Western Michigan game. And and perhaps perhaps you say the first half against Utah and the second half against Western Michigan are what you hope BYU is. That would be the pinnacle. That would be the best of the best that we've seen from BYU football recently. Right. I just expect a little bit more explosiveness from the offense in general because of yes. what Zach Wilson can do. It was kind of like I asked Dylan Colley after the game, what changed at halftime? Because you came out slinging the ball. What, what was said? And he's like, well, you got it, man. You nailed it right there. We came out and said, okay, we're just going to throw it a ton. And that's exactly yeah. what you did. At halftime, Zach was uh, eight for eight for 95 yards. It was working. He took a couple sacks. Those are rushes in that. But it was working. So it was almost like, why not? Let's, hey, just, hey. let's just try it. Let's credit Jeff Grimes and that staff for abandoning the game plan yes. that they went in with and yes. saying, we need to adjust. We always talk about, hey, the coach, good coaches adjust at halftime. Guess what? They adjusted, and it worked. It was the best third quarter in a bowl game in BYU history. 28 yeah. points. I'm at six to seven wins, but an exciting brand of football back in Lavelle Edwards Stadium specifically. Oh, the home schedule was dope, dude. It's going to be rocking. And I dare say that we'll have a few sellouts. That'd be nice to see. It's been a little while. It has been a long time. Can BYU sell out for Utah or USC? If you can't sell Washington. out for Utah, you got issues, man. Let's go. On a Thursday, Thursday night to start. To not just to season? start the season. Start the college football season. Like BYU's either the first or second game of the college football season. August 29th. Speaking of the Utes in Provo, hit it. Countdown to the Utes. I feel a little weird. It's Christmas Eve. I'm wearing red. This is the only day I'm going to wear red, but I feel a little weird about counting down to the youth wearing red. I, it's I cherry do. red, and it's BYU it's Hawaii not red. It's BYU Hawaii red. I don't agree, but let's say that. <laughs> Go Seasiders. <laughs> yes. Who are cutting or have cut athletics. 248 <laughs> days away from BYU and Utah. Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Oh, I, I expect yeah. juice back in the stadium. I expect BYU... To try and right the ship. They're combined five and seven at home in the last two seasons. A winning record at home would be incredible starting next year. Because you've got USC, Washington, Boise State coming to town after the Utes do in 248 days. That's as good a home schedule as BYU's ever had. Our question of the day. How does the BYU Bowl performance affect your expectations for next season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Colonel underscore James 83 says, my expectations are to start next season 1-0 and go from there. 1-0 would be a tremendous result. We'll talk to Trevor Maddich coming up and uh, ask him about his expectations as well. Hashtag always beat Utah, says Colonel James 83. Yeah, do it. Coming up, our final going for two recap. And ESPN's Trevor Maddich on Zach Wilson's Record-breaking performance on Friday in Boise. What does it mean for the first four games of the 2019 campaign? This is BYU Sports Nation. Buddy! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
BYU basketball, Dave Rose is on hiatus for two weeks, but it will return in two weeks on Tuesday, January 8th at 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Live from Studio B on Christmas Eve, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside the fabulous Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYU SN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience it whenever, wherever, and however you prefer. Our question of the day How does the BYU football bowl performance affect your expectations for next season? At CL underscore living says, I expect some gunslinging in LES, blue goggle alerts, and bolder, bold predictions. Let it begin, but also let it be advised. I don't want to, like, quell all the positivity. That's not what I want to do. I want to be excited, but I also want to be realistic about it, as we outlined in the previous segment. The hype train is already <laughs> it's rolling. Very, it's very exciting. Let's just, we've kind of seen this before, and hopefully we see a different result, We've right? seen this before! Yeah, hopefully we see more. I, I think Zach Wilson has it, and perhaps that's the difference. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, a VIP member of our Christmas Eve party, ESPN college football analyst, national champion Trevor Maddich. Trevor, happy holidays, my friend. What a time to celebrate as a BYU football fan. Oh, it just makes the, the, the Christmas pecan pie a little sweeter when BYU does this in a bowl game. Indeed it does. It was much needed for the entire BYU fan base. Let's start uh, general. What were your thoughts the moment that bowl game ended? Wow, we are back to the future. I mean, as, as the third quarter gave way to the fourth, and Zach Wilson was 15 for 15 with three touchdowns at that point, I kept on thinking that younger fans need to ask their parents, what it was like to cheer for a BYU offense like this and to get ready to do it some more. I I was thinking that finally, finally, we have a glimmer of hope that BYU can get back to what BYU has always been. What was the most impressive thing about Zach Wilson's performance? Obviously, he goes 18 for 18, four touchdowns. Perfect, like literally perfect. He was great. Swagger. It was the swagger and the confidence that I loved. The statistics were great. He carved up the secondary. It wasn't a great secondary. Let's let's make sure we recognize that. But the fact that he was so confident, so decisive, and was having fun out there being in complete command of his own game and of the offense, that to me was the most impressive thing because he still has a lot to learn about how to be a quarterback at this level. But the fact that he's got the physical tools combined with that high-level confidence approaching swagger, I think is something that we really need to see from that position. Trevor, you love to talk with us about the wide receivers going and getting the ball, beasting the ball, if you will, and we saw that happen on more than a few occasions to help Zach Wilson go 18 for 18. What did you think about the BYU wide receivers and tight ends performance overall? I was so happy with how those guys did. We have talked over the last couple of years about how the receivers need to understand that they're not in a game. They're in a fight. That ball comes down. The attitude has to be, it's my ball or no one's ball. It's a fight. It's proprietary. It's angry. And it's vicious. That's from the receivers. I'm not talking O-line. I'm talking receivers. And in this game, we saw that. They've been getting better and better as this year has gone on. And in this game, I think you can just look at two plays by Matt Bushman when it could well have been an interception. But Matt Bushman was having none of that. He went up and 
fought for the ball and took it away from the defender, partly because he wanted to win. But it looked to me partly it was because he refused to lose that ball. I mean, you've got to want to win in order to win. But you have to hate to lose in order to win. And Bushman and those receivers in this game looked like they hated the idea of losing out on a catch. Your sophomore season was the 1980 Holiday Bowl. 27 points in that fourth quarter in that amazing comeback. BYU comes out and scores 28 in the third quarter. That is the most in a bowl game in a quarter ever, Trevor. What kind of adjustments did you see BYU make? Because the Cougars trailed at halftime in that game. You know, their identity, their adjustment was they just started throwing the ball more. Their (laughs) identity, they want to to be a hard-nosed physical team. They want to pound the run invest in the run of the first half to wear down the defense, then take over physically with just physical dominance in the second half. Well, that wasn't working because Western Michigan has a pretty good front, and they were investing in stopping the run, and they were succeeding. Well, it would have been kind of silly to keep pounding your head against the wall when your quarterback, I think, is eighth rate in the first half. And so they came out throwing the ball, and that opened things up for the run. I mean, they ended up being able to run better in the second half because of that. But I really applaud the offensive brain trust, Jeff Grimes and the rest of the guys that were talking about what needed to happen at halftime to adjust. Because instead of continuing to try to pound your head against a brick wall, well, let's just throw the ball over the brick wall for a while, see what happens. ESPN's Trevor Maddox with us on Christmas Eve, part of a live BYU Sports Nation. Zach Wilson, 18 for 18, clearly the headliner. And the most impressive thing that comes out of that game in headline fashion, what was the second most impressive thing you saw from BYU football in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? Well, as an individual, it was Sione Takitaki. I was on, on halftime of a bowl game on ESPN uh, earlier um, in the week. And when that bowl came up, I only had about 10 seconds to talk about it. And the thing I brought up was that this would be the last time for college football fans to see Sione Takitaki in a BYU uniform. Uh, and lo and behold, when the game started, the broadcast crew also really focused on him. And his performance was inspired, just absolutely inspired. And I'm so happy for him that he was able to go out a winner, going away a winner, because of the way the offense played, to validate his performance. Because had they not won that game, he would not have been happy with that performance. But because they did win, for the rest of his life, he'll look back on those, what was it, 19 tackles? as one of the great moments of his athletic career. It was fantastic. Dylan Colley goes north of 100 receiving yards. Riley Burton north of 100 rushing yards. It was a great day. It really was. So now let's connect that game to next season. How does the famous Idaho Potato Bowl performance affect your expectations for 2019 for BYU football? Well, if you believe Twitter, not only will BYU football win the (laughs) national championship next year, they will also win the Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals. Yes! The football team. So, I mean, it's going to be a big year for BYU football next year. Most everybody is coming back, including four of the five starting offensive linemen, including most of the key receivers, uh, and including their true sophomore quarterback next year, Zach Wilson. Uh, And a lot of key guys on defense, although they really lose some key players on defense as well, but some good guys like Kyrus Tonga uh, should be back. And I think uh, these are all good, good things from a standpoint of what we expect. But I think the biggest thing is that if the passing game is able to pick up where it left off, and there's no reason why they should, the protection should be there from a more experienced line. The quarterback will have about a year under his belt. The receivers uh, are back with experience with that new quarterback. 
that'll open up the running game. That'll open up everything else. And if the offense is clicking, it puts opposing offenses in a position to have to catch up. That's good for the BYU defense. And just that one domino, the BYU passing game going from inept to highly effective should make everything else, and I mean everything else, work better. And I expect next year to be a, a terrific year. So let's look in the rearview mirror just a bit. Now that BYU has wrapped up the 2018 season and they finished with seven wins, six losses, that's a three-game improvement from last year. How does what happened against Western Michigan in the bowl game affect how you feel about the overall 2018 season? I don't think the bowl game was required. In other words, a win in the bowl game was required to look back on 2018 as a, a good season for BYU. The fact that they, they improved to 6-6 six and six in the regular season, the fact that they still overcame some injuries in order to do that, especially at running back, the fact that they started the season with wins over Arizona and Wisconsin were really positive things regardless of the outcome of the bowl. But then you add the, the bowl and the way that that second half went with the reemergence of an offense that had been hibernating for a long time. I mean, years it's been hibernating. The way you look at that season now, the way I look at it anyway, goes from being a good positive step forward to a great positive step forward. Because now you look at those early wins against the likes of Arizona and Wisconsin. You combine that then with the way the bowl game went. And you could say that the ups and downs they, they went through during the middle of the season diminish. And you can go forward knowing that you can play on the road at places like Tucson and Madison, and not just compete but win. And when you don't have your A game going, and now with the hope that you've got because of the passing game, uh, I think that looking back at this season, the bowl game is the cherry on top that takes it from being a good positive step forward to being something that will really propel them in the offseason. 2019 is a, another gauntlet for BYU, especially in September. Three of the first four at home, Utah at Tennessee – USC, and Washington. What's your way too early, or perhaps it's perfectly early because it's the next season for BYU, uh, expectation in September in those four games? Well, realistically, if they win one of those games, it'll be, it'll be a good September. If they win two of them, it should be a fantastic September, and they should rename it Kalani Sataki Field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. <laughs> uh, the, uh, because... All of those teams will be phenomenal. I mean, Tennessee will take a huge leap forward uh, next year. They actually did a lot of good things this year that they don't get credit for because they also made some mistakes with their, under their first head coach, first year head coach, with uh, a lot of younger players. But they've got a lot of guys back. Tennessee will be a tough out. USC will have one of the hottest passing games in the country with JT Daniels at quarterback, a young group of receivers that will be as good as any group in the country. And Cliff Kingsbury, the former Texas Tech head coach coming in to be their offensive coordinator. That'll be a tough one. Washington will probably get an upgraded quarterback. Jake Browning has been one of their all-time great quarterbacks, and Jacob Eason now has a much better arm, much better physical potential than Browning. And so Washington will be a tough out. You know, and so when you when you look at the way all this shakes up, uh, one win would be nice, um, especially if it's Utah. Uh, two wins would be would great. Three wins would be out of sight. But really what I'm looking for in September, I'm looking for that Utah game. I'm getting pretty darn sick and tired of, uh, of their tweets. And I'm, I'm looking forward to they're, they're having a tweet sandwich, basically. Uh, but we've got to beat them first, right? We've got to beat them.
because they, they, they win the game. They, they deserve the trash talk. I'm tired of it, though. And so that Utah game is what I'm really looking for. And I think BYU will be better in a lot of positions next year than Utah. Utah still will be really solid. But sure. Trevor, before you go, I know you're a very busy man over the holidays, and there are a ton of bowl games approaching. Which bowl game are you most excited to unwrap, if you will, over the next eight days? I like the Fiesta Bowl. It's LSU-UCF. UCF hasn't lost a game in two years. Last year in the Sugar Bowl or the Peach Bowl, anyway, the bowl game, they beat Auburn. They stomped Auburn. And remember, last year, Auburn beat Alabama and Georgia in the regular season, the, the two teams that, that played in the national championship. Um, that was last year. This year, now they're playing LSU. LSU stomped Georgia this year. And I think that uh, this is going to be interesting because UCF last year when they beat Auburn declared themselves national champions, et cetera. They did get a, a national championship official uh, name from a, an obscure organization that the NCAA does recognize. So, okay, good for them. But if they win this game, think of this. Last year, they will have beaten the second-best team in the SEC West, Auburn, in the bowl game. This year, they would have beaten the second-best team in the SEC West, LSU. They will have banners and parades for being the second-best team in the SEC West to Alabama. They will stick their thumb in the eye of the SEC for another year if they win this game. And LSU has a bunch of guys, stars that are sitting out the bowl game to play in the NFL. I get it, UCF lost their starting quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, to an injury, but still, uh, this is going to be interesting just because of the bragging rights that UCF will claim if they win it. Great stuff, Trevor. We uh, look forward to the Fiesta Madness, and we appreciate the breakdown on BYU football. And tweet sandwiches for all Utah fans 248 days from now is what we're hoping for. Got to beat them first, but yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Trevor. Happy holidays. Yeah, tweet sandwich with chutney. Enjoy it. <laughs> Don't forget the chutney. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First chutney. Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, we'll hear from the famous Idaho Potato Bowl offensive and defensive MVPs on this live edition on Christmas Eve. Plus, our going for two recap. Jerem, your sweater's awesome. Were your picks awesome? It doesn't matter. I already lost the season. This is BYU Sports <laughs> Nation. That, that coat's awesome. A programming note, homies, we are live today on Christmas Eve, but we, uh, we're taking the next two days off. We don't take a lot of days off, but we're taking the next two days off. Christmas Day and uh, the day after Christmas. We will return on Thursday the 27th. Look, we need some time to open presents, too. Apparently, we're opening presents the day after Christmas as well. But we wanted to work for all of you on Christmas. Yeah, Eve. here we are, man. I'm excited to be here. We, we knew, hey, day after the bowl game, we got to be here. Let's go. So here we are. Hopefully, you're having a great Christmas Eve. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with part two of your headlines. BYU football rolling out against Western Michigan, 49-18 in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise on the blue. BYU's first ever win on the blue, thanks to a 28-point explosion in the third quarter. Zach Wilson, record-setting, 18 for 18, 317 yards, four touchdowns. And on the defensive side, Sione Takitaki had 19 tackles. Did he just earn himself... An NFL draft position. Cougars outscored the Broncos 42 to 8 in the second half and finished the season 7 and 6 overall. Go Tigers. Jamal Williams led the Green Bay Packers in a comeback overtime win over the New York Jets. Williams had 15 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Six catches for 61 yards as well. 
BYU men's basketball lost at San Diego State 90-81. to T.J. Haas leading the Cougars with 18 points and 5 assists. Yoli Childs had to a season-low 11 points and 6 rebounds. BYU now 8-6 on the season. Finished up non-conference play with a road game at now number 19-ranked Mississippi State. The Bulldogs have won 8 in a row. That tips off on Saturday. Yeah, certainly some things to fix with that basketball team right now. Friday, the women's basketball team completed non-conference play by beating Northern Colorado 70-50. to Five Cougars scored in double figures. Uh, Spencer Linton was the sixth. Brenda Chase scored a team-high 15. Next up, 8-3 BYU plays at Santa Clara to begin West Coast Conference play on Saturday, December 29th. We took a timeout from BYU basketball and, and one to bring back our going-for-two BYU football picks. Let's recap how it all went down. Can you predict the future? No. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy mentioned before the break, it's already over. It's already been determined. There's nothing you can do to come back and win in the football season. Yeah, my sports seership has been damaged, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) I had a lead of 13 to 9.5 going into the bowl game. And Jason had zero. Yeah, Don't let's forget not that forget part. that. Yeah, like one, let's not forget that. Uh, but you still had a chance to save face in the bowl a, game. Yeah, and uh, I didn't do it. Uh, my first pick, Zach Wilson will lead the Cougars in rushing yards. <laughs> Riley Burr led the Cougars in rushing yards, 113, which is probably a better thing going into next year. Well, in the first half, Zach Wilson was leading BYU in rushing, right? Losers talk about what happens okay. in halves. All right. Uh, and number two, BYU will score in the 20s. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, BYU scored tw- uh, 49. No, no. You, you said but BYU will score in the 20s in the, third, in the third quarter. In the third quarter. They will score somewhere so, in the third quarter. Yeah, in the third quarter. So I got it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, I missed both. Moral victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yay! Jason's picks. BYU will hold Western Michigan to less than 150 rushing yards as a team. How about that? Nailed Jason it. got well, one. It's not that hard, I guess. And he also said Zach Wilson will be BYU's leading rusher. We did not consult on that one. I, I just picked, and then I look around. Because I, I worry about my own picks, not, you know, the defense of the other yeah, No, don't don't ring the bell for Jason that he got it right. That was wrong. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Hey, thank come you. Come on. All right, now for my picks. Zach Wilson will throw for three or more touchdowns. Nailed that one. Four. In fact, my bold prediction, which didn't hit the air in countdown to kickoff because we were a little heavy on time, was that Zach would throw four touchdown passes. Yeah. That would have been good. That would have been good. It's not your fault. I No. And it's not my fault either. It's how the show <laughs> developed. It's how the show laid out. Yeah. The cameraman left the headset when I wanted to get you on camera. It's, it's, <laughs> I was like, hey, where, where I want to get him on. Where is where it? Yeah, it's a, it's All awesome. right, number two, BYU will hold Western Michigan to less than 20 points. Yes, 18. I said 20. I initially presented 21, but then Ben Bagley was like, no, 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 no. You got to go 20 because BYU is holding teams to 21.7. He's like, I want you to do 20 or well, less. Well, it was 18.6 the last was, five prior to the ball game. some deliberation, yeah. and I said, okay, we'll go 20 or less. So much deliberation. Final results. At least the BYUSN government didn't shut down. I scored 15 points out of a possible 26. Good for you. Coming up, a BYU hoop signee goes off again. We'll tell you who did what. Congratulations. Thank you. I already did this whole song Well, Zach Wilson and Sione Takitaki's post-game interviews from the Boise Blue. We'll recap that Friday. (laughs) This is BYU Sports Nation. It's Christmas Eve. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano is your place for Cougar Sports with a social media twist. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts when? Right now. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live on Christmas Eve with our question of the day. How does the BYU Bowl performance affect your expectations for next season at MacArthur Mark H on Instagram says, I'm planning on BYU going undefeated. As long Sorry, as what? Jeff Grimes throws the ball first and runs second. I happen to agree with this uh, social media post. Oh, wait, I'm wearing the giant blue goggles. <laughs> now I can see it. Throw to set up the run. Yeah. BYU football in a nutshell in the 80s and 90s. Seriously. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. I can tell you that Zach Wilson would love to be in a position where BYU is throwing the ball to set up the run. He's ready. If you missed my post-game interview with him following a record-breaking famous Idaho Potato Bowl win for BYU, fear not. Here it is, the quarterback, y'all. The Wilson clan is here. What, what do you think about this welcome from uh, your fans and family here behind you? No, oh, yeah, I mean, it's a home game everywhere we go. I mean, these fans are awesome. I'm glad uh, we can come out here and give these guys a show. I mean, they deserved it for sure. Uh, you know, we had some rough games this year, and, uh, you know, I'm glad we could, we could make the trip worth it for all these guys. Yeah. At what point did you realize, I haven't thrown an incompletion today? When, when uh, they told me I was done in the fourth quarter and uh, that I was coming out, I actually didn't know I was perfect. So uh, it, was, it was good news, I guess. <laughs> Do you have a favorite moment or a favorite uh, pass completion today from your performance in the Idaho Potato Bowl? I'd probably say the one I threw up to Bushman that should have got picked that he just took from the guy's hands. Uh, you know, I had to give him a, hey, thanks, thanks for doing that, brother. So, uh, yeah, that was a good one. What does this do for BYU football moving forward, the momentum and leading into the offseason? Yeah, I think we're starting to find our identity. We're going to go into this offseason. We're going to build off of what we did tonight. And, uh, you know, guys are going to get bigger, stronger, faster, more mature. And, uh, you know, we just want to keep uh, progressing with what we got going here. Well, it's been one year, I think, officially today since you uh, inked with BYU football. Now uh, you're the MVP of a bowl game and had one of the iconic quarterback performances at BYU. In your wildest, did you ever imagine this happening on this day? Yeah, I mean, I could have never put money down that I'd be here in this moment in this moment in time. I mean, here just this last year, I was, you know, finishing up my high school career, trying to find out where I wanted to go play football at, and, uh, you know, it's crazy how fast time flies. I mean, I feel like it was just January. We were out there working out with all the guys and, and trying to figure out who the new coaches were going to be, and, and everything was just coming together. And, you know, it's crazy to think my freshman year is already over, but, it was, you know, to end this way was, was completely worth it. Was there something uh, that you were feeling that was special today, or is this just status quo? Like, what what was different about today? Yeah, no, I think we uh, we we built off of the Utah game. I mean, even though there's a loss, and we need to we need to you know fix the problems in that game. I think we showed a glimpse of what we're capable of, and I think going into this game and this these last couple of weeks of practice, it was kind of like, okay, this is what we're good at. Let's build on it. Let's let's get ready for what Western Michigan is going to give us, and, and you know, let's come out here and, and show people what we can do. You see your good friend Tanner Mangum coming at the end of the game. He throws a bomb to Dylan Colley. What was going through your mind when that happened? No, I mean, me and Tanner are over there on the side, and he, he's warming up. And, you know, it's, it's really touching to see someone like him. I mean, he's, he's such a great mentor for me as a player, and 
he's such he's such a great player and he's such a great teammate because I know how much football means to him and, and you know he's in a tough situation I'm, and there's nothing I'd want more for him than to go in that game and, and do well and uh, you know Tanner's gonna have a successful career in whatever aspect he goes into and, and you know I'm, I'm excited for him he's just a great friend Congratulations, Zach, on uh, really a historic performance. And uh, take Matt Bushman out for, uh, I don't know, some French fries or something. Exactly. Maybe some hash browns or something okay. crazy. Okay. Thanks, Zach, so much. Congratulations. Thank you. Your MVP. Yeah! Zach Wilson of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. and uh, He bit off a piece of potato on the... Uh... And the trophy presented. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. Kalani and Zach both enjoyed the potatoes. He also uh, bit off the uh, whole Western Michigan defense as well. Sione Takitaki enjoyed uh, disrupting things for the Western Michigan offense. It was awesome. He was the defensive MVP, according to BYU Sports Nation. And here is my postgame interview with Sione. Well, I think we should ask Sione what he thinks about his game today. 19 tackles. At one point, I... Thought you might have 30 in the game, Sione. Uh, what was fueling your fire today in the Idaho Potato Bowl? I just knew it was my last game out here with these guys, these great, great, great men and great coaches, and so I just wanted to give them my all, and that, that's what kept my fire going. Every, you know, every play, I'm like, I, I got to keep going. You know, this is my, I'm not going to get this back, and so that's that's what fueled my fire today. <laughs> I love the halftime conversations and uh, the different things that have come out of that uh, that locker room and just the perspectives from the players. But what happened in there that changed everything for BYU today? Our coaches just kept telling us, hey, guys, we get, everyone got to do their job and don't try to do too much. If everyone does our job, we'll, we'll be just fine. And, and that's what happened when we came out in the uh, second half, that third quarter, and we just dominated. Everyone just kept doing their job, and, and uh, we kept executing and kept getting turnovers, and things was looking good for us. What does it do for you when you see a quarterback essentially having a perfect day, 18 for 18, throwing bombs down the field? What does that do for you in the defense? Hey, that, that, that kid is a, is a freshman, so Cougar, Cougar Nation is going to be in good hands in the next few years. But um, that, that's – when we see a quarterback scoring like that and throwing good bomb, bombs like that and the offense is doing good, that gives us like motivation. We're, you know, we're resting our legs, and then when we get out there, we dominate when, and execute our plays. I know that you've had a really, really up-and-down career at BYU, but things have totally changed for you. What, what was the difference for you, and not just in the football field, but in, in your life? Because you said it just, BYU has changed you. How has it changed you? Yeah, BYU's changing, man. I came here uh, young, you know, didn't know too much and uh, um, didn't really have consequences. And when I came here, I kind of had that guidance. I kind of had that support. And, um, you know, I, you know, if I did something wrong, you know, I was going to be, you know, punished for it. And that's what kind of, you know, changed me and uh, made me a better person. Cause, uh, and then I got married. You know, I got married. I met, I met a, a wonderful girl. Um, that, that, that's my wife now. And so that, that really changed me and, and um, my path and everything. No. How would you explain the celebration with your family and your wife and your brothers on the football field here today? I, I, it's, exci- it's exciting, you know. Um, I, I feel like I still got a lot of football left in, in, in me, and so to, to, for it to end like this with a, with a W out here with my, my brothers and my coaches is a great experience. I can't wait to, you know, um, celebrate it with my, my, my coaches once I get in the locker, my brothers, and, and, and my family also, like you said. I'm gathering 19 tackles uh, will get the attention of some guys at the next level. So uh, wherever that is, congratulations as you move on, and congratulations on a great win today. I appreciate it, Spencer. Thank you. Sione Takitaki, our Y-Factor today. The defensive MVP, if you will, 19 tackles. What does the future hold for Mr. Takitaki? A shot at the NFL for sure. It's whether he's in the draft or not. Coming up, Jimmer is still Jimmer. Good to know. And find out which Cougar had a huge weekend in the National Football League. This is BYU Sports Nation.
Russ Heaton, what's up? Shout out to today's guests, ESPN's Trevor Maddich, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, and BYU linebacker Sione Takitaki. If you missed any of this live Christmas Eve show, download the podcast, go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. The show is like 52 minutes of content, but we ran out of time for Dennis Pitta. Merry Christmas, Dennis. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU beat Western Michigan 49-18 in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Zach Wilson went 18 for 18 with four TD passes setting multiple BYU Bowl and FBS records. Cougars in the NFL. It's good. Jamal Williams led Green Bay in a win over the New York Jets. He had 15 carries, 95 yards, a touchdown, also had six catches for 61 yards. Fred Warner had four tackles in a 14-9 loss to Dub Bears. Warner leads the team in tackles with 109. Kyle Van Noy had three tackles and a quarterback hit in a 24-12 Patriots win against the Buffalo Bills. Van Noy leads the Patriots in combined tackles with 89 on the season. And Daniel Sorensen had eight tackles in a 38-31 Chiefs loss to my Seattle Seahawks, who clinched a playoff spot. Michael Davis had three tackles in a Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego loss to the Baltimore Ravens on Saturday night. Men's basketball. I wish their name was that so bad. BYU lost 90-81 at San Diego State in Viejas Arena. TJ Haas led the team in scoring with 18 points and five assists. Future Cougar Nate Hansen had 41 points, 8 of 9 from the three-point line for Timview High School in the Tark Classic in Las Vegas. Women's basketball. He went two 40-plus games in that tournament. Friday, the Cougars completed non-conference play by beating Northern Colorado 70-50. Jimmer! Fredette scored 53 while grabbing nine rebounds, had three steals, and a 106-95 Shanghai Sharks loss. What's up with this team? Who cares? Scored 53, man. Touche. Today's rise and shout goes to all of the seniors in this 2018 BYU football class. It's an interesting year, to say the least. Man, oh man, what a great way to go out. Our question of the day, how does the BYU Bowl performance affect your expectations for next season? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at Mr. Sport Court, answers on Twitter, the Zach Wilson era has begun. He has an opportunity to play a significant role in putting the BYU football program in the sights of P5 conferences. That'd be nice. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for making us part of your Christmas Eve. From Studio B to you and yours, enjoy the holidays. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Mark Lyons. Buddy! Buddy!